This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Guys, I don't want to go on the cart. <laughs> I think I'll go for a walk. You're not fooling anybody, Jacob. <laughs> I feel happy. I feel happy. <laughs> he literally is dying as he's doing his intro. No, I actually am yeah. trying to. Oh, dang it. Yep, he's dead. Jacob's dead. Welcome to Bake Cell. <laughs> I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob, there hey, it goes. You did it. Good I, job. I totally job. nailed that. Yep. He's so, not dead yet. Once again, we are making Jake do the show when he's on his deathbed. Yes. So this time they found me in my bed, literally, and they were like, here's your microphone. And yeah, they, we're actually and live. Like, Jacob, you're on intro and outro. Live from Jacob's bedroom. <laughs> so we're not in the bacon cave anymore. This is a bit strange. It's a, diff- it's a different environment being in here, Jacob. But I have to say, I do love the David Hasselhoff posters you have on the wall. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't use wallpaper. It's just David Hasselhoff posters. Lots. Of not German. that one in the corner. You missed, you missed that one. What's that? Oh, that's B. Arthur. B. Arthur? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's wearing less clothes between David Hasselhoff and B. Arthur. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Or Jacob. We want to talk about last show because I've we, got did a sheet. Our, we did our... <laughs> and thanks to Dan Farnsworth again for recording with us. Uh, we had a good time talking about Michael Bay. It was actually a great time. We, we had a fun time. And it was funny to me, though, that I got both sides of the spectrum. I got people telling me, you didn't defend him at all. You were so negative the whole time. Well, and, you were. And then other people were like, man, you love Michael Bay. You you don't mind his movies at no, all. Apparently, you're a Michael Bay and Nickelback apologist. Apparently. It was fun to listen to the show, though, and then not be there. And then it's like... Well, it's only your it's all fresh. sixth like, time of doing that, I think. Is that many? I think so. It's been a while since I've been. No, it's been a while, but I think it's I think it's six times we've had with a oh, Jacob show. You're here today and we are very happy. Yes. I am. I am. And uh, you know, if I start dying, then listener, I'm sorry. It means <laughs> Kent and Joel. Can you have imagine the ratings me. though? Actually, we have yeah, you can die. We have Dan actually in the back room. Yeah. So he's and ready then to if go. he dies, we have uh, Sam behind him, and if he dies, we have Zach behind him, and if he dies, we have Dr. Matt. And if Dr. Matt dies Dr. Matt's that far back. Yeah, and then well, you know, we wouldn't let Emily back on the show. So, <laughs> well, I have a surprise Emily, for you. Here's kidding. Emily. Come on out, Emily. Uh, yes, but that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Guys, today we're going to do a show that I've actually wanted to do for a really long time. We're going to talk about some of the best seasons on television. Oh, I thought you meant like weather seasons. Oh, we cannot do another season show. No, I was just kidding. This is about seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite one, Kit? Autumn. Okay. That's, for sure. All right. So let's talk about movie seasons now or TV seasons. So we went, uh, we got a list here and the list is of 20 pop television shows that both Kent and I have seen from start to finish. Shows that we consider to be the most popular. Shows that we consider to be the most popular. And we both seen. Like we, do, we don't have any Star Trek The Next Generation or MASH on there. People but are going to be upset. Yes, but I haven't seen those, so I can't really rate them. Or or no Cheers. Oh yeah, I'm almost done with that. Okay. I've been watching it start to finish and really enjoying it. But we have 20 of, you know, in the past 20 years, some of the highest rated shows or most well-known shows yes. that people have clearly binge from fox uh abc nbc wb it's a random collection but is what none it is. from cbs i noticed ken are the one, you serious there's not one from cbs you didn't well, choose one so we're talking about seasons but like what about seasons so like what you like like the colors or the spring <laughs> oh the, wow so let's see no Dead uh, horse. so so no here's here's how it'll go is i'll, I'll bring up a, a tv show right and then mm-hmm. you guys are each going to tell me and you haven't talked with each other yet right um, no, and you're, we, we never talk. We don't talk outside of this. Mm, right. Friends. And then you're going to say what season you like best out of the show. And then well, you're going to have some specific examples, right, of some some things, some characters, yes. some plots. 
that you like from these seasons and why, right? Because we need to know why you like that season the best. Yeah. So I would like to note before we start that we purposely left off some of some of the most well-known shows on TV because... Well, yeah. We you did, can we, only include so many. Anyway. Well, no, I know we, we could do another show. We wanted to stay away from shows where season one is easily the best season. Right. Because it makes Without it, argument. It's really easy to say, oh, yeah, Prison Break season one is obviously no, the best No, if someone one. said season three, I'd be like, well, just okay, let's punch, make this argument. Punch them in the face. But we wanted to stay away from <laughs> ones that were obviously number one that we would agree on are number one. And so we tried to pick ones that, well, maybe will surprise us. Yeah. So if we left any off the list... Too bad. All right, guys, you ready to get started? Yes. Yeah. Let's do this. We're going to start with Arrested Development. Here's the story yeah. of a family <laughs> who lost everything and the one son who had no choice Excellent. but to keep them all together. It's basically a comedy version of The Godfather. Yes. Uh, Arrested Development uh, was on Fox for it, four seasons, like we said. Three seasons. Oh, well, oh yeah. Netflix one Three season. Three seasons well, on Fox, Netflix on one season. But and then now they remixed an upcoming it, season. Which like, they, apparently, you know, a lot of people did not like season four the way it was done. It was kind of this separate stories coming together. It's objectively together. terrible. There were some glory days. And I'm going to say that season two of Arrested Development is the best season there is. I will agree. Season okay. two. I'd say three is very rewarding as a fan because it's 100% inside jokes. It is. And that's the point when if you were a fan, yes. you get to that point and you're loving all the references and all the fun stuff that yes. happens. Mr. F and oh all my that gosh. stuff. But, but yeah. season two gives you everything. I mean, it really comes into its own. There's the three oh, $3,000 suit. Come on. Come on. There's a uh, good grief, which is just... With the sad walk when they're doing the Charlie Brown episode. music. Yes. But then they have ones like Mother Boy, uh, oh which I gosh. love Mother Boy. It's this, it's this mother-son dance that Lucille uh, makes Buster go to. And like we said, we're going to get a little geeky on the show. So even if you don't know this show, we'll get to one you know eventually. And we're, we're going to fan out. But everyone should hopefully watch the first three seasons of this. Yes. But like, for example, some of the comedy in this one, like Tobias Funke, he joins the Blue Man Group thinking it's like... For sad men. Yes, the it's Blue for Man sad, group. depressed men. <laughs> And then he ends up. I, I missed that. Actually. Well, then he ends up as being as kind of this uh, on-call blue man, and so he paints himself blue every day and waits by the phone. And after curtain, he knows he can wash off the blue makeup, but he just stands around the house in blue makeup. And I just think it's and like the whole series, you see like blue handprints on the wall <laughs> or smudges on the stairs. Yeah. Like it's everywhere. It makes me laugh every time. This yeah, Franklin good. the puppet. As yeah. Well, that's season two. Yeah, it's oh, season yeah. two. So why is it better than one? One, uh, one, they were trying to get their feet under the ground. It's going to come up a lot here, but it seems like season two, they were able to kind of come into their own. It's a shorter season than uh, the previous one, four less than season one, but it had five more than season three. So this is kind of that middle ground. But it really just feels like there's so many good jokes in here. Like this is also the one where Buster gets his hand bit off. By a loose seal. Yes. Loose and seal. that becomes a whole thing where he now has a hook for a hand and it's a monster. Also, this is where Anne Veal. Yeah. Uh, finally. Nope. Her? Her? That's her. Ah. Uh, played by May Whitman. May Whitman. Yes. She's actually the voice of Katara in Avatar The Last Airbender. And Tinkerbell. Is she? Yeah. Oh. But uh, she finally gets some screen time. But the thing I love about that is the fact that they had a different actress stalking play her somebody can't? in season one. <laughs> IMDb <Who>? stalking. Who? <laughs> they had a different actress play, play Anne in season one, and then they just completely changed the actress in season two. That's perfect. I love it. All right. Yeah. Next one. Breaking Bad. Wow. Okay. Let's go. Plot synopsis for this. A chemistry teacher with cancer wants to save money for his family. And so he goes out and um, earns money. Yep. The honest way. <laughs> the American <laughs> dream. <laughs> He's a chemistry teacher. He knows how to make methamphetamine. He makes some really good methamphetamine and becomes a drug lord. And oh, we should also clarify, we will get into some spoilers 
but we're not going to spoil everything. Like we want to, we, we want to make you watch these shows or at least yeah. entice you to watch these shows. So we're not going to spoil everything, but there will be some mild spoilers. Like with this one. So Ken, yeah, I know you were struggling with this one. You mentioned this one specifically as you were having a hard time. I still don't have a favorite season. Like well, as of now, because I went three, then I was like, oh, four is great. Wait, five is the best. And five is cut into two parts. There are two halves to five. 5.1. But if we're, 5. if we're talking 5. complete seasons and the best directed, written, acted with closure, it would be season five. Season five is so dramatic. Every so you episode. do have a choice. A, a decision. I, I have to right now. Because Number five. Three is great because you see him because you see him go bad through seasons one and then season two, he gets even worse. And three is where he accepts his calling as a drug maker, essentially. And, but season five is when it all comes to a head and his life is destroyed in different ways. No spoiler there. But it's so, so good. And the best episode there is called Ozymandias. Oh, that's a great one. That's, 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 that's near the, the final one. Near it's the like, final. So I don't want to say really what happens except for, you know, people die. Well, and the great thing about Breaking Bad, too, is that they hide things. Ozymandias, by the way. In yeah. the geek oh. glasses. <laughs> there you go. Slide that up. <laughs> uh, they hide things in the titles. Like there's this whole, uh, I won't say which season, but there's a season where if you start reading the titles, you suddenly realize they've given away a major plot point in the titles, but it's been hidden in there the whole time. That's fun. Now, Joel, I'm curious about yours because there's also like season two has, a, it does uh, foreshadowing the entire season. Yeah, with the pink bear in the pool. Yeah, which is great, but it's still not my favorite. Way. No, it's a great way of telling a story because the whole time you're like, what is the pink bear? But I actually went with season four. Okay. And that, I, I can't be mad Defend at you for season yourself, five. Defend yourself, sir. I can't be mad at you for season five because <laughs> I really enjoy that one. And, and man, there's just from the get-go, Breaking Bad is a fantastic, not family-friendly series. So my mom would love it. Oh, she'd love it. Yeah. I mean, she lives in Missouri, so she knows about meth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone cooks it there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Homemade. But so this this has episodes like Box Cutter, which just the name alone, for those of you who've seen Breaking Bad, means a lot. because it, Yeah, because you have to open up boxes. Like this, this is the opening episode, and something shocking happens to the point where I was like, what? Like I sat there as, as the credits ran and just kind of went, what just happened? And then you get uh, Salud, which gives you a lot of Gus Fring's backstory. Season four is basically Walt versus Gus. Walt, uh, Walter White being the main protagonist and Gus being this very high drug lord, kingpin type person. That ending for that and season. It was the ending. And this is the reason I picked the season. It was the ending of the fourth season, uh, an episode called Face Off, that made me go, I need to know more about this I show. It. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> and this is also right after uh, Jesse had to, uh, Jesse Pinkman, who's uh, Walter White's sidekick, uh, he had to kill somebody. What's his catchphrase? <laughs> Science. I'm pick. I'm Pinkman, bro. <laughs> uh, but he he had to kill somebody, and he is not doing well. And so this whole season, he is just he's not doing well. This is a bad it, season. It's for funny Jesse. because Jesse is kind of a low life. He's just you know worthless. But his life is made worse by uh, once a good man yes. who uses him. And also, uh, this is also the the season with "I am the one who knocks," which is one of the most iconic lines from so the entire good. series. And the whole point, and I'm not going to get into who's talking here, but someone is worried about Walter and he says, no, you know, basically he says, you're worried about someone coming to my house and hurting me. No, I am the one who knocks, meaning I'm the one who's yeah. going to go out and hurt other people. And I love that moment because you suddenly realize, oh, Walter, this is bad. Like you're going down a path here. Uh, this was it's only 13 episodes, but it received 13 primetime Emmy Award nominations. 
Uh, Aaron Paul won the only award that for that season, being Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, because he was just, like I said, in a very, very bad place. Right. But they had so many just good episodes in season four that I had to pick that one. Okay. See, and this is, this is honestly a top five show of all time. Because it is, it's seriously, even it ends well. A lot of these shows start to finish. There's really not a bad episode. Well. It's hard to tell if you guys like the show, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to tell. Well, and I want to bring it up once again. I gave up on this show. I, I watched like two you or felt three like episodes. A bad person? I watched two, yeah, I watched two or three episodes and I'm like, I don't feel good watching this. And then I was like, done. That's what I did too. And I, I read some plot synopses for a bit, but then my brother, Spencer, Whose line is people. whose line is farther back than mine is called right. me up. And he's like, "Are you watching Breaking Bad?" I'm like, "You're watching Breaking Bad." Well, if you are, then I can probably handle it. And it does taper off. And now with VidAngel, it's even better. <laughs> you still feel like a crummy person, though. Yeah, it's not. It's not one that you're yeah, going to watch. More it. about a mood, right? Oh, especially certain episodes get me really bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. All right. So let's uh, stick with the same genre and go to the next one, um, which is The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> We all know The Simpsons, right? It's 28 seasons long. If you don't know point. what The Simpsons is, is, why are you know, listening to Bacon Sale? Like, just go back and learn some pop culture first, because Simpsons is like basic pop culture knowledge. So, Joel, you'll it agree is. that anywhere between seasons two and eight is where we're going to pick here, right? I, I'd go a little farther, too, because I think they even what, have... into 11, maybe? Yeah, yeah that's about no, where I'd go. Eight. eight is where it goes down. Eight is where it goes down? Absolutely. Or eight is my pick for best Simpsons season. Is that your, your pick? It's my pick. Wow. Okay. Uh, this I, I chose season eight because, first of all, it has the King and Kodos uh, turning into Bill Clinton and uh, Bob Dole at the beginning of the Treehouse of Horror, which is one of the best episodes with these aliens impersonating presidential candidates. You also have uh, Hank Scorpio and the Bond parody in You Only Move Twice. Uh, you get Bart working at a burlesque house in Bart After Dark, and you get that great uh, Spring in Springfield musical number, which right. is fantastic. Uh, you also get the Springfield Files, which is the X-Files crossover. I'm not going to say this right, but Sup- Simpsons Califragilistic XP Anointed, Annoyed Grunt Ishus with Sherry Bobbins. You get Poochie. In, you also get uh, Poochie is so good. the episode where Homer thinks Bart is gay and they go to the steel mill, yeah. which is also hilarious. And then uh, the Beer Baron. I'll find you, Beer Baron. <laughs> yes, I will. No. Like, this is just, I, I just, it has Mr. Sparkle. Like, this really is, when I think of Simpsons, uh, great Simpsons moments, season eight okay. has many of my favorites. So season eight, Kent, you're going to be in the same realm. Season six. Six. Which season six has Treehouse of Horror 5, which has The Shinning. The Shinning is great. Nightmare Cafeteria and Time and Punishment, where Homer tries to fix the toaster. With the butterfly effect? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a fun one. It's it Honestly, it's the best Treehouse of Horror, of horror episode. We also have the, the Stone Cutters, which is we fantastic. We will. We will. Steve Gutenberg's in there. Uh, <laughs> Bart's girlfriend, Lisa's rival, Maggie's birth. They do a flashback for that one. This uh-huh. one is the one where the Simpsons go to Australia. And basically their takeaway is that the, fl- the toilet's flushed the other way, which, which every don't. one of us believe until I don't. went there. Yeah. They don't. And let's see, a Stars Burns, which they have the film festival. That's where the line, I was saying Boo Burns. Yeah. That's where that line comes from. Are they saying Boo or Boo Burns? <laughs> I was saying Boo Burns. There's also, there's a flash forward for when Lisa almost gets married to Hugh the, Grant. Yeah, the British guy. And uh, See My Vest. See my vest, see my and vest. This one has the biggest moment in Simpsons history, which is the season finale, Who, Who Shot, Shot Mr. Burns? Burns. This oh, was yeah, I remember that one. This was the that moment. was a huge deal. Isn't that crazy? It was a huge deal, and it was such a I mean, obviously a non-issue when the show came back, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, 
No, it was fun when they finally reveal it. Well, it's I remember, fun. I remember um, enjoying it. But, but it's isn't a whole, it crazy it's, the internet didn't really exist at this point. No. But it's like the, it was that whole the Who Shot JR mania. Like they were playing off that, and they did it so well, so well. They did. Like I, I enjoy that season too. But you know, your season does not have. Uh, Skinner and Kerbopel getting together. It doesn't have Frank Grimes. It doesn't have uh, when Milhouse's parents get divorced. See, <laughs> you shouldn't laugh. That, I think that's divorce is hilarious. It's though, just right? poor Milhouse. Oh, oh no, so sad. <laughs> Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> you put your your love we in a glove hard. of love. We play hard. See, but I feel like that season also has one of the worst episodes is where you find out Skinner is actually not Skinner. Yeah, but then at the end, I love how they're like, let no one ever talk about this again. It was like, honestly, one of the worst Simpsons moments for me. But really? this season six has the best Simpsons episode, in my opinion. Is that why you hated it when Mad Men ripped it off? Yes, exactly. Homer Badman is my favorite Simpsons episode. This one is the one where he gets sued for sexual harassment. Okay, so if uh, if you're gonna go watch The Simpsons, right? Do you do you go back? What do you start at the beginning? You watch the first two through eight. No, that's you just watch two through the eight. Best thing about it is you don't really need any pretense for what's going on. Like each episode could stand alone. Yes, right. And so I'd say, yeah. Why yeah. is this show still on? I don't know. I, I watch the occasion. I watch the occasional episodes, and it's not bad, but it's not great. It's not. It's just like it's just hanging on. It's definitely so, yeah. not. We put the spring in Springfield. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Saved by the bell. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, my alarm goes out of warning. I don't think I'll ever make it on time. So this, this Saved by the Bell is weird because the episode airing order is really messed up. Like they were airing. The 90s was a weird time. Well, they were airing ones that they filmed during season one. Not, not Good Morning Miss Bliss, mind you. This is like season one of Saved by the Bell. But then they were airing episodes that they filmed in season one, like during season three. And then the DVD set came out, and it's all messed up. Like, it's yeah. out of order. They have a season five, which didn't exist. For example, mm-hmm. in season two, which is following Good Morning, Miss Bliss, it is when... Season one of Say by the Bell. Yeah, so it is when Zach is with Kelly and Slater and Jesse and all those guys. So, like, the first episode is just, like, Zach and uh, Slater, and um, they're wrestling or something like that. And then season 13 is, like, Zach's like, it's the start of high school, and I'm going after Kelly Kapowski. And so... Oh, we should set this one up. Because this is kind of an old school show. Yeah, Saved by the Bell is I mean, it's an iconic high school uh, teen sitcom. Like, it's very, very 90s, very, very cookie cutter. Like, it's pretty predictable, but man, it's enjoyable. <clears throat> yeah, why did it work so well? I, I think it just hit a nerve. Like, I think everyone was like, I want to be a Zach, or I want to be a Slater, or I want to date a Kelly, or I want to be a Jesse, or I want to dress like Lisa. Like, these were all, no, no one wanted to be Screech. But, <laughs> poor Screech. These are what, this is what everyone wanted to be, I think. This kind of encapsulated, even if it wasn't your high school experience, mm-hmm. it still was just so fun to watch. Can I read a description from my, yeah. my favorite season, one of my favorite Uh-oh. episodes? This one's okay. called Fatal Distraction. I know this one. Zach dis- decides that Screech is in desperate need of a girlfriend and sets about finding him one. However, when there isn't one anyone willing, he dresses up as a girl and goes on a date with Screech. Bambi. But has to act fast when Screech takes a liking to him. Screech ends up dumping Bambi after Zach makes strict, strict rules for him. So Screech falls in love with his best friend. Zach is a girl and doesn't know. This is the type of show that we loved so much. And this is one of those shows where it was unapologetically <laughs> like just ridiculous. Like you have these nerds who are over the top nerds with like pocket protectors and glasses and like weird clothes and like people laugh at them and that was okay. Like yeah. it was so bizarre. But uh, can you want to go first on this one? Oh, this is I mean, I'm just cheating because I know I didn't want to do any season one, but it's this it's the first season 
of the actual Saved by the Bell, yeah. not Good Morning, Miss Bliss. The one that starts off with Zach being like Kelly Kapowski and having because the Because I didn't actually care for the drama when like Zach and Slater were friends. I liked the rivalry. The rivalry was fun to watch, especially when they were fighting over Kelly. Yes. Uh, I didn't go with that, though. I went with season two. Uh, which is when you get uh, Zach and Kelly's prom, which is when Zach and Kelly finally get it. She's, she can't afford to go to prom, so he makes them their own prom and gets a banner and everything. By the way, Zach's a terrible person. <laughs> he is a terrible But we all person. wanted to be Zach. Why? I don't know, but I always wanted to be Zach. Oh and then gosh. you get one like house party with the, when Screech's parents go out of town and they all go hang out there and they break an Elvis statue and then have to replace it. So did anybody watch this show now? Yes. Please do. A few episodes. There's so many good ones. It's just important like a cultural touchstone, right? Go back and watch a couple. What is going on here? There's there's more than that. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) What is going on here? Uh, Also, season two uh, features Hot Sunday, the the girl group, and features Caffeine Pills. A very special episode of Saved by the Bell when Jesse That's the name of the episode? It's actually uh, Jesse's song, and Jesse gets addicted to caffeine pills. And Zach has to get her off him. It was a very kind of light-hearted-ish way of talking about drug addiction in this kind of format, which they later did a whole drug episode. Yeah. And they even had a drunk episode where they get drunk driving. What season did Kelly cheat on Zach? That's With Jeff? That's season three. Oh, my gosh. That broke, that broke my freaking heart. I know. How okay. am I supposed to live without Kelly, you? how dare you? All right, let's move on. <clears throat> Please, no. I love Saved by the Bell. Next show is going to be Friends. <laughs> So no one, Joel, I, Joel, I haven't was... seen friends. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Yeah. So I want to bring that up. What? That what? Kent, as we're doing this list, he's like, hey, Joel, have you seen friends? And I said, who do you think you're talking to? I was. Thinking, I am the one who claps. I, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking you had high tea, but apparently not. High tea? Yeah. High testosterone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, my brother Spencer, once again, hates friends and he hates that I like it. He's like, that is lowbrow. That is lowbrow comedy. Why do you like it? And it I'm is like, lowbrow. Yeah. And I'm like, it's eh, true. It's okay to like lowbrow. Lowbrow that was perfect for its time, though. Yes. I mean, for must-see TV, this one preceded Seinfeld by like an hour. And it was just like the kind of fluff that you could watch until you get to intelligent comedy at some point. Mm-hmm. And so... It worked because everyone kind of related to one of the characters. Once right, again, so you, you guys have pick to pick someone. right now. Seinfeld okay. or Friends? Oh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I, I just mean, want to make sure that no we're question. on that page. Yeah. Okay, Although least, I will yeah. say some of the things on Seinfeld haven't aged well either. Like you kind of watch it, you're like, wow, that's not as funny as it used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean. Like Kramer. Or I Jerry's haircut. Like <laughs> 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 or Jerry's high pants. Well, I mean, it, it honestly is doomed not to age well because it's all about, you know, cultural oddities. But I mean, think about it as a time capsule. That's yeah. kind of what I do. Yeah, Friends is the same way. Friends. So Friends, I, I did watch Friends pretty religiously for a, a few seasons, and then I stopped for a bit, got back into it, and I eventually watched all the all this episodes because it was on syndication like all the time. But for my best season of Friends, I picked season two. Can I get a high five? You did season two? Season two. Season two. This is one uh, where you get the one where Ross and Rachel, they, all the episodes of Friends start it's with the one, the one with, the one with or the one where, yeah. And so the one where Ross and Rachel dot, 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 you know, and the, what? <laughs> that's the one. What? No, that's the one where Joey buys leather chairs and a giant TV. Oh, that's where yeah, they do that's that. That's that one. Okay. Uh, this is also the one with the prom video where you get to yeah. see Fat Monica, which is quite hilarious. And one of the lines that I made me laugh every time is when he's like, they're all laughing because they see Monica and she was larger back in high school. And she says, come on, the camera, oh, oh, the camera adds like 10 pounds. And then I think it's Chandler goes, 
how many cameras are on you right now? <laughs> I love this one uh, so much because for me, I think a lot of these like sitcoms were about the chase. They were about the romance that you would hope would never work out, but you still like the tension. Mm-hmm. And this, I think in the first two, maybe two and a half seasons, people rooted for Ross. People wanted Ross to succeed before yeah. he became a character caricature of himself. I identified with him because all he wanted was his dream girl. And so, and they kept dating other people at different times. And when she finally wanted him, he's dating someone else. Julie. I would just say that the best episode here, this one where Ross finds out, they actually share a kiss in the rain. And there are just so many great moments. It's Ross and Rachel getting together was iconic at the time. Uh, Tom Selleck uh, was dating Monica at yep. this time. Joey was in Days of Our Lives for the first this, time. This is also the season where they had the highest ratings ever because they did the one after the Super Bowl. With Julia Roberts. With Julia Roberts, Brooke Shields, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Chris Isaac. In the second season? Yeah. Man, highest ratings in second season. Yeah. But, but when I talk, when I say, though, it's like insane. Like, it went up, but it never got as high as the Super Bowl one just because everyone was high. watching that. Yeah. This is also the one where Joey gets chosen to play Dr. Drake Rumore yep. and then says he writes all his own lines. And so the writers kill him off by shoving him down an elevator shaft, which I found pretty hilarious. Yes. But yeah, season two. I think I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next show is X-Files. It seems like maybe we could do a whole episode on this. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, like maybe We could still do a whole episode on this one. Let's be honest. <sighs> do we have anything to say about X-Files? I don't yes. even know. Joel, do, do, do you? Do, 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 do. Joel, I struggle with this one, actually. So Mulder and Scully are two FBI agents who have to observe the paranormal and try to solve crimes. Yes. And the X-Files specifically refers to files that the regular FBI doesn't want to deal with because they're weird. And so they put them in the X-Files for them to solve. So I could have chosen two, three, four, or five for this show. Maybe even make a case for six because there's great standalone episodes Mm. and the arcs are great. But I chose season two. Two. Yeah, I would go two. Okay. Season Season two. two, What what episodes are in season two? This is when they, they still do Monster of the Week. So it has the host. This is with the leech guy the that leech has monster. the sucker yeah. mouth. And I still have nightmares about this guy. It is so, so creepy. The, just the visuals alone. Mm-hmm. In this one, there's also when Scully gets kidnapped. Yep. And then she kind of almost crosses into the afterlife as well. And Mulder kind of has a breakdown. So this is kind of where you first see them really connecting. And Mulder realizes how much he needs his partner. Whereas before, he's always pretty apathetic. Um, this also has, I think for everyone, the most memorable episode. Which is where Mulder goes to the submarine. And there's the clone. This one has Colony oh, and yeah. Endgame. Two, it's a two-parter. And it's actually like this really scary episode that, you know, it's this one was on Friday night. And it was like a really scary little mini-series going mm-hmm. on. I have a lot of problem with the actual X-Files mythology. But I think in season two, they actually do it right before it gets a little too twisted. See, and I like it twisted because I went with season five. Uh, this is when they were building up towards the movie. Like they were, they, they like they actually said, this is one of the few episodes where, oh, what did they say? Where the story was written out all before the season. Like they had to get everything in place beforehand because they had to build up to the movie. But it also caused problems because they were doing shots with uh, the movie in, I think, Los Angeles and they were in Vancouver. And so there are episodes where they couldn't have either Scully or Mulder or either on the show. And so they had to do these other episodes to kind of fill in gaps. Okay. But then they also have episodes like Detour, which is the one I show to non-X-Files fans all the time. That's the first one you showed to me. Exactly. Yeah. And what it's got one, me into the show, actually. You watched it before then? No. Oh, wow. I mean, I watched a few episodes, but I never cared. And it's a yeah. standalone one where they, they get trapped in a forest and there are these, we call them tree people, 
with red glowing eyes that follow them around and <laughs> and they they yeah it's a scary scary episode yeah, but very well done. it also has the postmodern prometheus which is a uh, filmed entirely in black and white i don't enjoy that episode and it has Cher singing and I, it's all it's I, I think it's a very kind of surreal but fun episode you get i can't i'm not gonna say this right but kitson kitsungari which is the return of pusher who's a character from season three who yeah. can make people do things just by telling like them. Like Kilgrave. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Kilgrave. But it's a terrifying one. I remember the, this guy's covered in blue paint and he drowned in blue paint. It, it's terrible, terrifying. Is that Italian with Arrested Development? or? No, uh-huh. it should be. Oh, yeah. And then finally, Bad Blood, which Bad is, Blood is good. probably one of the best X-Files episodes ever. It's a he said, she said about vampires. Luke Wilson's in it. It's very, very funny. But I, I this is actually... It's basically what inspired Supernatural, let's be honest. Yeah, well, Bad Blood. Probably like a lot of the joke episodes could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But this is one. And I didn't know this till after I picked it. This is actually uh, Fox's highest rated program that year, as well as the highest rated of of X-Files was season five. Let's stick with our X's and go to X-Men. Background, not a regular show. Uh, this is an animated series yeah. on Fox about the X-Men, a group of mutants who work together at Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Children. And yes. why did you, you guys want to include this one? Because it's awesome. <laughs> because we want, to, we want to have a variety of shows in here. Yes. And this is another one from our childhood that surprisingly deep for a, a Saturday morning cartoon. Honestly, and sticks really close to canon. And also another show like Saved by the Bell where the, sh- the episodes are placed out of order. Oh, yeah. They went crazy. And so... I think while watching on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock before my dad made me mow the lawn, because that was this show for me. Mm-hmm. Dad, I don't want to mow the lawn yet. Scott. They're talking to Morph, and I thought he was dead. That's like season one stuff. Yeah, season one and actually season four. Oh, that's right. He comes back. But this one's tough because I think they're all out of order anyway, so I you think, actually have to go to Wikipedia to find the right order. Yeah, because they were airing all sorts of crazy times. I think we're going to agree, though, Kent, because I think I picked the one that you would pick. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. What'd you pick? I can't believe you guys remember these seasons well enough to know which one was I actually was had to look it up. Oh, I did too. Because season to one up, yeah. is so combined. There's like Days of Future Past and there's uh, the Island of Genosha and all these other stories. Magneto's first story. But I picked... Magneto's Ma- first kiss? Yeah, exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Uh, but <laughs> I chose one. season three. I chose season three as well. Yeah. And I chose this because I knew this would be one Kent picked because this features the Phoenix story or the Dark Phoenix story. Saga. I've heard of her. Saga. Yes. Saga, yes. yes. I bet she could be Superman. But Jean Grey, who's a, who's a known <laughs> telepath and telekinetic and just very, very powerful person, her powers get the best of her and she starts to lose control and become a different entity entirely that puts the X-Men in danger. And it's like a, a five-part episode. This is the, basically the next movie. Well, it's, too, it's a five-part episode for the first part. Oh, and then, then a four-part for the Dark Phoenix. Yes, yeah, so there's a Phoenix saga where she's just realizing what potential is actually in her. Uh-huh. And then there's aliens that Charles Xavier falls in love with as well. It gets a little weird. It gets weird. And then but this part two, which is the Dark Phoenix saga, yes. is where the, um, the Hellfire Club, or they called them the Circle Club, <laughs> on Fox because they didn't want to swear, or the Heckfire <laughs> Club. They call them the Circle Club. They use her for their will, and things go poorly. Scott Summers cries. Cyclops cries a lot. Wolverine cries a lot, too, and lays in his bed and strokes a picture of Gene Gene. <laughs> um, But this is also the one where you meet Nightcrawler. They go to Germany, and they yeah. go skiing, and then they meet this, monk, this, this demon in a monastery. It's a monk named Nightcrawler. This is also where you learn about Wolverine's past and about Weapon X. So this is a, it's a pretty comic like story heavy season yeah it's it's almost like a huge arc and then it's like meet Iceman and nightcrawler yeah it's like they, yeah. they didn't know what to do after phoenix they're like let's just put in some filler episodes but it is definitely worth watching 
If so I could own this on Blu-ray, I would watch it. I just, that's what I was just going to ask. Does it still hold up? Like, would you have kids watch it today? Yeah. Yes. If, if, I, if I could find this series, I'd let my kids watch it because it's a great way of introducing them to the, what's the, the mythology of the X-Men in a way that's easily digestible for kids. It, it shows like this and Batman, the animated series that made me actually buy comic books. So I started here, then went to the comics and then became the huge nerd I am today. Thanks, so, a lot, thanks a lot, X-Men. But you should watch it. But you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, Wait a go. minute. <laughs> All right. Next up is Scrubs. No, I don't want no Scrubs. So Scrubs, you have a bunch of, well, in the early seasons, young uh, interns at a hospital. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's basically buddies. the ins and outs of a hospital. They actually filmed it in an abandoned hospital in California. They didn't have a set. They had an uh, actually hospital they used. What? And was apparently it? one of the most <clears throat> accurate hospital shows out there. I had a friend. Who was it Haunted? No, I don't think it was. Well, maybe it was. But uh, I did have a friend who told me, he's, he's a doctor, and he did tell me that this was one of the most medically accurate shows in regard to relationships between like interns and uh, like surgeons and, and the surgery side and the medicine side and all the different things, hmm. private practice. Like he said, it just really hits that dynamic quite well. Yes. Uh, so I actually, there are emotional moments. There are hilarious moments in every season leading up to I eight. Could, I, can, I can tell you almost every episode starts with goofy, goofy, goofy. Then something changes, and then at the end they hit an emotional high note. Where yeah, it's like, like a patient dies, and JD has to learn a lesson, or Turk realizes surgery was not the answer. And then they have the voiceover thing where he talks about, and this is a very, very humorous show. Yeah. Okay, what'd you go with? I went season three for Scrubs. Joel, what'd you do? I did season three as well. Yes. Man, the reason for season out of, three, out of all the seasons we could have picked, there are hilarious moments. Honestly, season five with Doctor Acula and everything like that. There's <laughs> so many great things, but season three, here's what brings it over the edge. There's an episode called "My Screw Up." I have that one. My screw up. This is a phenomenal episode. We have Brendan Fraser, who is a guest starring in this episode. I think it's his second appearance on the show. He is. He's he's a uh, Jordan's uh, brother. Yes, Jordan. Sorry. Jordan is uh, Dr. Cox's ex-wife. Who knows? Yeah. Right? I mean, we, just watch the show because yeah. it's fantastic. Oh, you, season one. Hold up to the rest. Uh, season one is great because, once again, it's the chase of a relationship that you never actually want to work out, but it's I, kind of fun. This is one of the ones on the list, one of the few, honestly, that I started and was like, eh. No, this one. I, I stopped in like no, two, three see, episodes to in. To see Dr. Cox and JD, actually, their interplay is fantastic yeah. and then jd and turk it's it's one of the best friendships and it's, it's fun to TV. see the relationships bloom uh like form in season one bloom in season two but then season three i think they hit their stride also this season features uh, my 15 seconds which talks about how doctors give about 15 seconds of paying attention to the patient and then their mind goes somewhere else yeah mm-hmm. and it's actually this really deep episode about self-harm and it has nicole sullivan from mad tv in this goofy role but then suddenly gets serious and you're like whoa there's a lesson here to be learned also, it features one of my favorite moments in the entire series because I love the I love the relationship between JD, uh, the main character, and the janitor, who is his uh, nemesis, and it's played by Neil Flynn, uh, who's the dad in the middle, uh, but obviously the janitor in Scrubs. But he has all these different personalities, and JD calls him on it. And then JD's watching The Fugitive, and he sees the actor Neil Flynn in, who's the actually in The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. Like he sees a clip from The Fugitive, and then he calls him on it, like you were in The Fugitive, and he's like, Yeah, I was a movie star, and now I'm mopping floors. And like he mocks him the whole time. And at the very end, he admits, yes, I was in the fugitive. So it's a weird kind of meta moment. That's funny. So pretty entertaining. All righty. Next up, Sherlock. Sherlock. One of the most overrated shows on <gasps> TV. No. One of, one of the ones that could never live up to the hype. No, it, this, that's the trouble at this point is, it, yeah, it's, it's impossible like to live up to the hype, hype. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it came out like swinging, right? With that oh, first man. episode. Yes. A and study then, in pink. Yeah, study in pink. And then you saw the second one. You went, okay. 
And the third one, you're like, oh, cool, Moriarty, because everyone likes Moriarty, even though he really wasn't his arch nemesis. No, but it's just someone who could play with. No, that's the, the thing I like about the Sherlock series is that they take these classic short stories and they put a modern twist like on them. If you, if you were in the pitch meeting and someone pitched this idea to you, it's a modern day Sherlock Holmes and Watson. And Watson is an Iraq war veteran. And so wouldn't you be like, that's a terrible idea. Quit trying to modernize it. Except but for it works. It really works. But then that's the thing is they don't, they don't give you the exact story because if you know the story, you know how it's going to end. They put these little twists in there that just make it really worth watching. And be honest too, right? This is the this is the actors, this is the performances that's really yes, making yes. this, and the writing too. No, well, and the and the actual like the the little um, effects they put into the it, like filmmaking. text messages yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and that I've seen that influence on other shows now. Yeah. Where they'll show the text message pop up or show someone's mind working. Like that's just how it is. But there's so many good episodes in this, and I do admit the later seasons I did not like. Four like, was outright terrible. I, I really didn't like most of the uh, end of I didn't watch for and I hated the flashback one as well did you yeah I hated it Eh, it was fine it was kind of this it's like the musical episode where I'm like "Eh, I'm gonna suspend my disbelief and just enjoy this but can't so there's only three episodes in each season so it's basically you have to find one with the best kind of quality well I feel like each season kind of has two good episodes and a stinker exactly that's what I was gonna say there's always two good ones and a meh one and so for me this one is the best example of this because it's two fantastic episodes and the one in the middle is one of the best Sherlock Holmes stories, which is The Hound of the Baskervilles, but it's terrible. It's season two of Sherlock. Season two, I agree. The Woman? The yes, Woman. So the it's Scandal called Scandal in Belgravia. Yeah, with uh, Irene Adler. It is, honestly, the best episode of Sherlock. And like a lot of people agree with that. Like This got nominated for Emmys, and A Scandal, a scandal in, Bel- in Belgravia was nominated for ev- 11 Emmys alone, just that episode. Wow. It is so well, in, tightly written, the, acted, and everything. The other thing is I want to emphasize, if you haven't seen it, this isn't three episodes. This is three movies. Yeah, Each one of these is 90 right? minutes long. Yeah. And so it's they're very in-depth, and they're able to do so much with these. But Scandal of Gravia, it's like a woman, uh, the woman, who can match wits with Sherlock Holmes. And I love how she gets them all twisted up and confuses him yeah. when he's supposed to be this cocky, I got everything in, in my head kind of guy. So then also the third episode, or season finale, which is crazy because it's episode three, yeah, is right, the Rock Mike Fall. fall. And it's actually, it's very cool. It's twisted. I think the payoff is terrible, which kind of hurts season three. I think the, 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 the ending of it's it. It's so convoluted by ends, the end. It ends on this cliffhanger that had everyone guessing and everyone talking. And then when they got to season three, they went, eh, it doesn't matter. We're moving on. And I'm like, no. But yeah. that's also just the opening. It has uh, Moriarty going into the Tower of London just breaking the glass, grabbing the crown jewels, and going up and sitting on a throne, putting a robe on it, just sitting there waiting for the cops to come. And it's like, fantastic. What is happening? Oh, so much fun. So many fun moments in that season. And I, I, I do, like, I think I actually almost put season one, Kent, because I really enjoy season one. But season two had both the woman and a little more Moriarty. And so I could almost make a case for season three because the three episodes are good. There's no bad episode. They're all good, but there's no greatness there. Yeah. So there's no stinker, but you know, yeah. But I would recommend watching the entire series. I honestly would, uh, because I feel like if you... If you need in, something to watch, really. Definitely. And, yeah. and if, you, if you like these kind of you know fun mystery shows, this is definitely a high quality one If to you want to be a fangirl over one of the ugliest actors known to man. Hey, Martin Freeman's not that bad. Oh, he is. <laughs> They've missed it now. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's fawning anymore, right? <laughs> really? No one likes Benedict... Cumberbund. I mean, just she's just fine now, right? He's just a big Hollywood actor now. Yeah, I suppose. he's not like some undercover British dude who. Yeah, because back then hot. it was cool to be like, uh, only yeah. I like him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Penguins. Time to talk about Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer. Yeah, so good. Yeah, can't you should play the music behind each one of these. <laughs> In every generation, a Slayer is chosen 
And this time it's Buffy Summers. And she's a vampire slayer. Now, Kent, this is what, when we talked about this, doing this episode, our, our bacon cell episode, mm-hmm. this was one that first came to mind because I think you and I are going to disagree. We will disagree. Because it's obviously season five. Because I think there are people that think that it's one of the earlier seasons, not season one, because season one is not super no, good. No, this is one where you really, you need to get through season one to get to the good this stuff. This is one of those where I'm like, it gets better, I promise, because by season two, <laughs> you really like the characters. But uh, Joel, you want to play your hand first? Yeah, I'll play my hand first. I went with season three, which uh, was September 29th, 1998. The final year of high school. Yes, because I feel that was still Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like as I knew it. It was Buffy in high school trying to juggle school and slaying. This features episodes like The Wish, where you get introduced. It's so hard to juggle school and slaying <laughs> and uh, slaying. Like, it's like. This is this gives the, the, the episode The Wish, where we meet uh, Anya. Anya, who's a, a demon who grants wishes to uh, spurned women. I love just watching you try to explain this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, the Zeppo, which is where Xander, one of the characters who has no powers, learns his value. And I love it because it's one of those episodes where you follow this side character, and in the meantime, all the main stuff is happening in the background. They are fighting this big giant dragon in this episode. And you have no idea what's going on because you're following the other characters. So, like you see him in the background running to fight this dragon and then he walks off and you follow him. And you're like, wait, what and about... he basically <laughs> accidentally saves the day. Yes. Uh, and Doppelgangland where you uh, learn about... Uh, like that's where... Okay, so in The Wish you, you get this alternate universe where Buffy doesn't exist and like Willow's a vampire. And then in Doppelgangland, Willow the Vampire actually comes to Sunnydale. And then Graduation Day, which is a two-part epic finale. And you love Faith, right? Faith the Vampire Slayer? Five by five. Um, no, the Angel shows up for this one. This is when Willow and Oz were together. Spike isn't mopey yet. He still just loves Drusilla. And also, and this is why I picked this, Kent, no Terra. Joel, this, come this, on. This is a Terra, for the last Terra-free season of Buffy. And that's why I chose it. <laughs> Joel's a Terra hater. Everybody. I cannot stand that character. And I'm sorry, but I can't stand that actress either. Like right. She brought down the acting level of the show on everyone. Like she dropped the average. Which is funny because the season I chose has the two worst actresses on Buffy. Are you doing? Oh, you're doing season I'm five? Doing season five. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick season five I because the ending. It, the depth is there on this season. Johnny Depp was in that one? Yeah, Johnny Depp. <laughs> so season four is the first one out of high school. And a lot of shows have this hard transition where they're like, what are we now? And some go to college and some don't. And it's not a very good season. Right. Season five following that is like, we have found our stride. The very first episode, Dracula. Is Buffy versus Dracula. Buffy versus Dracula. And it is hilarious. It actually is a really good episode. It is great. Um, also, we have Joyce, who is Buffy's mom. I'm going to give some spoilers here, so be warned. She's sick, comes home from the hospital, and there's this giant slug. Basically, the host from the X-Files <laughs> is on her ceiling just staring at her. And it is terrifying. terrifying. And lastly, there is the best, I would say top two, maybe the best episode Beer of bad. Buffy. Which is, beer no, bad. Beer Bad is bad. That's in season, <laughs> That's season two. Like one or two? I think it? it's two. The best episode of Buffy possibly is called... The Body? The Body. I knew you were going to say that. It's the death of Buffy's mom. Yeah. And it is the closest thing I've seen culturally to how people react after death. It is horrifying because they don't use any You had me watch music. that one for the Buffy, my Buffy education. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's, it's such it's a bummer. It's a heavy episode. What did you think about it? It was good. It's, it's really harsh. It they don't use any good. music to heighten it. So like when they're fighting, it's just... 
fighting noises. It like was cool it. that they cut out the soundtrack. Yeah. Right. It was like, yeah, they there's nothing so behind. And yeah, everything felt so real and so visceral. <laughs> and it's honestly it only did. ruined by the last five minutes of the episode when they actually fight a vampire. Oh, that's what I was just going to say is like, it kind of ruined it for me when this vampire comes into the morgue and then it's like, because oh, it feels silly it's, again. It's crazy family and friends, like it, not crazy, but it's an emotional family and friends drama. And then it becomes Buffy but the Vampire Slayer. I also feel like they had to do that to show how Buffy can't she can't stop to mourn. Right. She has to keep fighting. You're That's right. kind of why I like it. It made sense. It was just too silly. And Joel, for yeah. you, I thought you would like this one more because even though you don't like Tara, she gets her brain sucked out in this season. And so that's good, right? And I there. love Glory. Glory is... Glory is a fantastic villain. She's a great villain. Basically, it's, it's Glory. She's also on Bring It On. So she's like a cheerleader girl, but yeah. she's also a god that is trying to wipe out the world and it's the finale. Can I give a spoiler on this one or should sure. I leave it? No, cause they thought that was going to, they thought this was going to be the end for the series. They kill Buffy in the last episode. She sacrifices she, herself. Yeah. Death is her. So gift. do they kill her or does she sacrifice no, herself? We're not going to spoilers, but just know that the, the last shot is this tombstone and it says Buffy Summers. She saved the world a lot. That's her. Tombstone. And it is a great swan song. I'm glad they kept going, even though they didn't need to. I thought this was through and through the best season. Yeah. Next up, Seinfeld. This Seinfeld. one's hard because you look over every season and every season has classic moments. They do. They well, do. And also yeah. each season appeals to someone different, meaning that some people will find this season more funny than this other season or this joke funnier than this. But this is you guys. Yeah. Or Joel. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be Kent. I want to go first. All right. I guess you can go first. Season five. <laughs> All right, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> wait you gotta say why so i see some five what's in season i'm five? gonna give some moments jerry wears the puffy shirt <laughs> i don't want to be a pirate george becomes a hand model he oh, yes, sees I... the pig man in the hospital yes the pig man elaine says the f word to a kid <laughs> also the episode with can you spare a square can you spare a square george becomes a marine biologist yep with the golf ball that was a great one elaine kidnaps the mannequin that looks like her yep uh the close talker newman sees jerry making out during schindler's list yep George panics and pushes a woman and children out of the way. Yep. And also the episode with that baby is breathtaking and shrinkage. Yeah, those are all iconic. So that's season iconic. five, you said? Season five. I went with season seven. And What's this season one? seven? That's later on. Yes, but this one How has... Are nine? Nine. Yeah, this one has the soup Nazi. This one... That, is that the introduction of the soup Nazi? I believe so. Let me You've got to be kidding that's me. Late. Is that late? I, th- I would have thought it was season four at, at least. Yeah, I was going to say like three... Even when he first shows up. Sixth episode of the seventh season. Because it was Nazi. a running gag, right? Yeah. 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 But they pick it up there and they have the, the soup Nazi. That's iconic. They also have uh, the secret code where George won't tell his... Oh, yeah. First of all, George gets engaged at the beginning of this season. Because him and Jerry are deciding on it. And then he finally decides he's going to do it. Is that season seven? Yeah. And then Jerry backs out. I thought she dies well before. Spoiler alert. Ooh, come on. No, but the secret code, George won't tell Susan her pin... And then he tells it to a dying woman, and then it's all she says right before she dies. Everyone's trying to figure out her last words. Bosco. Uh, this is also the one where Lloyd Braun uh, comes into town, and, and Jerry has to fool him. George is trying to play Lloyd Braun and fool Lloyd Braun. So he has Jerry wear these really thick glasses, and there's the gum they have to buy. I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. But it's this everyone whole thing Everyone knows where what you're talking about. Everyone's though. out to get Lloyd Braun. Actually, I'm trying to remember that. And this is also the one with the bottle deposit where Kramer and Newman drive bottles to Michigan to try to get oh, yeah. the money out of it. I mean, George gets engaged. He meets Marissa Tomei. George has, wants the baby's name. He name is Baby Seven. And this is also the one where uh, Susan 
dies at the very end from licking envelopes. That's for a their controversial choice. It really I, was. I, I really thought it was from, so anticlimactic. No, and, that's why it was so funny because, like, yeah. I remember, like, no, but George doesn't care. He doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the funny well, thing. Like about he's it. relieved. I'm out, baby. It's like one of the first instances of nihilism I saw on TV at a young age. I was like, well, well, no, but from the yeah, get-go, like, crazy nihilism. Is, from the, well, very, the whole show is that. That's why it's such a great season because at the very beginning. George gets engaged and then Jerry backs out. Like they're like, we're not men. We need to get engaged. And then George gets engaged. Jerry's like, I'm good. So the whole series, this whole season, George is just miserable being engaged to Susan. And then when she dies, it was so anticlimactic that just it's hilarious. So I named season seven. All right. Next up, we're going to go with Doctor Who. Yeah. Throwback Doctor Who. It's a a clarify. We're just talking about the newer reboot from since what, 2004? Yeah, 2005 to current. Five. Okay. So there are nine seasons. Uh, It's a Time Lord who travel. It's an alien Time Lord who travels through space and time. Oh my gosh, that's so geeky. I can't stand it. (laughs) Geekier compared to what we've been saying. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Hey, Jacob, why don't you explain what's going on in season 13 of uh, Supernatural? Let's talk about geeky. Okay, let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I chose uh, season four of the new series. Can I get a high five? Yeah. And I, I, I knew you were going to pick that one because I was so bugged at the... This is the season when uh, Matt, uh, David Tennant is the doctor. And then he gets Donna Noble as his companion. Catherine Tate. Who's played by Catherine Tate. And I hated Catherine Tate because I'd watched The Office where she mm-hmm. was Nellie. Is that her name? Yes. That sounds Nellie. right. Yeah. But this was um, years after Doctor Who. Yeah. So I didn't see it when it was on. I watched The Office and I hated her character. So when I saw her on Doctor Who, I was like... Taco. I said, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. And Kent's like, just watch it. Here, let me rub your shoulders. Just watch it. And then it's so nice. He let me do that. Yeah. Yeah. But then he said, he said, okay, she's not a great companion, but this is, these are some of the best episodes. And he told me that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you just sublimity put it in there for this show years down the road. Yeah. But uh, I chose season four. It actually works perfectly because in the other season, so the doctor travels with human companions and they're generally young, attractive women. Almost like love interests, even though right. they'll never be love interests. It was fun that there was no like love interest thing. With Catherine, they there. hated yeah, each other. Yeah. They hated each other. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. But this one has so many good episodes. Like the doctor has a daughter. There's the intro to River Song with Silence in the Library. It's so it's good. Pretty geeky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, right? No, uh, like the fires of Pompeii, for example. Yes. So the, everyone knows about Pompeii. They travel to Pompeii, and right before the volcano is going to erupt and kill everybody, and there's this whole discussion of whether they're going to change something. It's a because it, Pompeii, the, ex, the explosion of Pompeii was a fixed point in the universe, and the doctor can't change those, mm-hmm. or can he? And that's the whole debate. Also, the Fires of Pompeii features uh, two actors who ended up being pretty big on Doctor Who later on. Including the Doctor. Including the Doctor. One of them was... Uh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan, who went on to play Amy Pond, and then Peter Capaldi, who went on to play the 13th Doctor. We are such geeks. Yes. But so, no, the season finale of season four is fantastic as well, because it's a swan song for that writer and almost for David Tennant, even though he did four movie specials after, mm-hmm. because they have every actor up yeah. through that series of Doctor Who to that point in the season finale. Yeah. Poor David Tennant. Now but he it, has to just be the bad Samaritan. Well, yeah, and right. this thing is like, since the doctor, this is getting geeky, I know, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's now getting geeky? Well, since the doctor travels, bring it up, travels geeky, through really. time, his timeline's a little mixed up. And so he meets in Silence in the Library, he meets a woman who ends up, she says, oh, this is the first time we're meeting. This is my last time meeting you. And so because she's traveling through a different timeline and it gets really kind of interwoven and I wasn't expecting that in this creepy episode. Yes. Like it's this episode where these little bugs essentially in the shadows will just disintegrate you. will eat you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best episode of the season is called Midnight and it's basically it takes a shuttle train on this vacation planet and there is an unseen monster slash alien force. Yes. Which starts making everyone paranoid and just... 
oh, infiltrates the, the, the trolley. It's, it's, it's a bottle episode because yes. they, they keep him on this one train the whole episode, but it's it's a creepy episode. It's a good one, yeah. 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 Library's probably better, though. Sense and Library. It sounds Library actually had it's two a two-parter, parts. so it sounds Library and then something Forest. You know, have you guys thought about maybe we could just do a whole show on this? You know, Who? I you think, think so. Should. Do you think we should? I, I think we should. Do you think we should, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? The Office. And just this is uh, American Office. Ah, not UK. come on, please. Uh, Can I go hipster on this one? Just no, one? The next one, time. The British one's rubbish. Oh, rubbish! Rubbish. There would not be the American one without the British one. Oh, I know, I know. And also, you can't have you know uh, houses on the ground if you don't have a sewer system below it. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Have you seen the British Office? I've watched all the British Office. Are you sure? I have. So you, you didn't, didn't like David Brent. You so didn't like Tim. You hated you it like that much, and you just no, kept watching. No, the thing is, I, you don't like Gareth. I know that thing is. I definitely think it had its moments. Do you hate but Britain? Season one of The Office is the feel of the entire British series. But I feel like the extras couldn't pull it off like they could in the no, British no, no, one. And, and they couldn't, and that's why season one's kind of they just didn't here. evolve as the. But trouble. it's a very, it's a much more cynical thing on there. That David Brent is not really likable at all. They gave Michael no. Scott a little bit of you know character to make you love him, and that's what made I think yeah. the American. Well, he one evolved. Bloom. His character had to evolve. So, yeah, like the, we're saying, yeah. the the first season of the American Office is bad. Which we don't is have to why call it the American Office. We can just call it the Office. <laughs> the American Office, which is why season two is my favorite season of the Office. It's really early. Really early. It it peaked. Super early. In two. No, I don't know if it peaked in two. Two through three. Two and is excellent, though. That's where it stops. No, two. I mean, oh, every episode is great. The Dundees, The Office Olympics, Ryan Becomes the Fire Guy, Threat Level Midnight, Dwight spies on Oscar and still doesn't realize what's really going on. <laughs> that was funny. Michael and Jan start seeing each other. And the blo- once again, there's a theme here with me. The blossoming romance between Jim and Pam. Love that. Is key in this season. Yeah. And with the season finale and the best episode Casino of the season, Casino Night. When he tells her how he feels, gets rejected, then goes in for that kiss at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is emotional. That's a great moment. Joel, 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 you like, lean over and wipe like, away Ken's tears right seriously. now? Seriously. It's like Ross and Rachel all over again on that. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm like... Yeah, you really I'm identify with Lauren. Ross, too. Seriously. Yeah. I, did, I did identify with Ross early on. <laughs> I show season two as well. Yes. Because this is the one yeah. where... You, I mean, in Office Olympics, you get to see Jim kind of show his true fun colors. He's not this cynical, I hate everything guy. Like, he actually makes the office a better place to work. Uh, the Halloween episode where Michael has to fire somebody and spends the whole episode stressing about it. And tries to fire Creed and Creed, <laughs> Creed talking about it. Too. You get the Christmas episode with Yankee Swap where Michael so just good. wants the right present. Uh, you have, oh, the one where Kevin has a skin t- cancer test oh, yeah. on Michael's birthday and all he cares about is his birthday and like Kevin's going through <laughs> yeah. serious stuff. Yeah. This is such a fun episode. And th- this has like, uh, like I said, it has Michael Scott. You said Michael Scott has a relationship with Jan, which she doesn't want anyone to know about. And then Carol shows up, who's yeah. that's actually uh, Steve Carell's real wi- uh, real life wife is oh, the really? actress who plays the real Carol. estate, the, yeah, the real estate, estate agent. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, okay, yeah. And I, I just feel like the, like this is actually a very interesting season, and I think this is the reason I picked it because season one had pretty low ratings, like it wasn't going very well, and they decided to give it a second season, and this is the one that kicked it into high gear. And this is also one of the first TV series that were started to be offered to be bought digitally before the DVDs ever came out. Hmm. And so it became one of the most downloaded shows. And like at one point, I think there were like 10 Office episodes in the top 20 most downloaded episodes. Oh, like downloaded iTunes things. and everything? Yeah. Oh, cool. Like people were downloading this like crazy. And this uh, got a bunch of Emmy Awards, received five primetime Emmy Award nominations. The replay value on The Office. It's incredible, isn't it? It really is. It, it well, shouldn't is, even work that well, but no. it does. No, it really does. And this is also before Jim leaves to a different office, before we get a host of new characters Even though season in. three is really strong. Season three is. And I, I actually, I, I like it when they finally get back together, because when Jim was in the other office and you know, they weren't together, it yep. was big tuna, like... 
I get it because they had to bring in those other people, but I don't like it as much as when Jim's in the office. Right. Of course, after they got married, Jim and Pam, spoiler alert, it kind of went downhill yeah. after that. But that wedding well, was hard. Once too. the tensions. Do you, you like know. that? I'm like, I really like it when they get up to the first kiss, but if they actually get together, it's terrible. <laughs> You're like, ew, gross kissing. They're like, oh, they got married. Oh, that ruined the whole show. <laughs> Wonder why you feel that way. Again. <laughs> <laughs> too soon i don't know <laughs> all right next up is battlestar galactica man <laughs> yeah i mean just well, even no, we're, saying we're those jump, words we're jumping back and forth between hey. geeky and yeah we are we are no, no give guys, us a sum I, up. I may want to do a whole show on battlestar galactica we could do a whole show on battlestar you guys galactica. talked me into watching battlestar i hadn't seen that one have you finished it then no i stopped um thanks jake i stopped at some point uh, joel can you stop watching supernatural right now yeah, I actually have. Okay, I, good. No, Joel talked me into stopping. He's like, oh, it's not worth it anymore. I like, yeah, the, the final season of Battlestar oh, is so bad. But we can talk about that later. And it's your, it's your fault. You always say it's so bad. So I had never gone back. In Battlestar Galactica, there is a crew of people and a fleet of ships that are the only survivors after their planet is destroyed these, by robots. These robots called Cylons just basically destroy Earth. Can you say in a nerdier voice, please? Robots called Cylons, Cylons. from a different part of the universe come in and destroy the planet and only Battlestar Galactica is able to escape. Although some Cylons look like human people and one named Six is extremely attractive. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the, it's, but it's a, actually a very well done like this is a 70s campy sci-fi show and they turned it into a real drama and this is one of those shows that will pull you in and get you addicted and you end up binge watching in it for, for three and a half seasons maybe maybe up to four maybe up to fat adama yeah, no that that's actually in season three oh, that's right. this is compelling stuff it's some of the best season finales i've ever seen oh, in tv history man, like season one i was thinking of the season one finale yes shocking but i chose season two can I get a high five? We're agreeing way too much. I on know. The show. Sorry. Uh, season two features. Uh, actually, we just talked about how they were the only survivors trying to keep. Because the, then, so they leave the planet and they're in the ship, the Battlestar Galactica. Jake, you following? I've watched you, it. me so far. <laughs> and the silence are pursuing them. So it's this whole cat and mouse thing. Like think of like Star Wars, the Last Jedi, but good. You know, I'm trying to think of a way. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to actually like. Make this show relevant. how like the show is actually very compelling, right? Well, the characters are because it's phenomenal. not a sci-fi. Because you, it's you're a on human the, drama. Well, because not only is it the Battlestar is this old ship, but it's this old retired ship. And the yeah. day that it happens, like they're just about to retire this old yeah. stupid ship. And the only reason that they escape the Cylons, right, is because they're the using ships older. They're using old tech. Yeah, it's like basically like if uh, they knocked out all the power in your neighborhood, the phone line would still work. The landline would still work. Yeah, That's exactly. Kind of what it is. Right? Or, you, or you have the car that doesn't have any electronic components inside and, and it runs. Yeah. I know? love that this is The Last Jedi, but good. <laughs> That's, well, That's what it was, because Last Jedi was like, this is a ripoff of Battlestar Galactica, but they're making it really lame. Yeah. But anyway, so they're the only survivors until season three, season two, excuse me, when they find the Pegasus, which is another ship full of survivors a newer ship a newer ship and it is like at first you're like hey we found people and then it's like wait a minute this isn't everything we wanted it to be and the two ships coming together and the different crews and the different leadership is so compelling to watch watching uh what's her name kane uh, yeah, admiral, admiral kane. kane when she comes in and just mm -hmm. butts heads with adama which colonel ty is actually like uh, spoiler alert kind of uh admiral he takes adama, over for a while admiral adama is out of commission for a bit and colonel ty takes over and he he wants to be a leader, but he doesn't really know what he's doing. So he makes some bad decisions. People are so lost on this one. <laughs> I know. I feel like, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just say this. Edward James Almost, you will trust this man more than your own family after watching this. 
for a bit. I would say the entire time. Well, that, okay, so Edward, Edward James almost. Yeah, he's he's Admiral Adama. He was oh in, Adama. Okay, yeah, you're saying yes. the actor's name. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. But like he, you have no a, kidding, right? He's so compelling. Yeah, yeah. But it's also a very like I said, this is a compelling like political drama because you have Admiral Adama who's basically represents military, and then you have uh, Rosalind who represents government. And they are butting heads trying to decide what is best for the for the future of the human race. And, and keep in mind, there are space battles too. Like I feel like we're trying to sell the show at this point, but there are space battles it is as getting well. Hard, it's like, like we have to defend ourselves. There's Starbuck, who's this pilot, and she is so. I mean, like you may love or hate her character. She is a great pilot. She's and a great character. In one of the best episodes of the season, there's this there's this veteran Cylon fighter named, or they call Scar, and it's the ship that just haunts her. Yeah. And it's just it's it's almost a bottle episode too, where it could just really stand alone, where she kind of has to come face to face with it. And also the season finale in this one, there's a guy named Gaius Baltar. Yep, and he is the wormiest character you'll ever he's ever meet. So slimy, like I mean, he's just one of those that can talk his way out of any yes. situation, and he'll flip sides back and forth. And he basically falls into a role, and I'm not going to ruin it because please watch the first four seasons of this show. Yeah, worth he, it. He falls into some power. And makes a poor choice, and it affects the end of the season, which is such a great season finale. It's very well done. Like, seriously, All right. I, I recommend watching at least, like you said, the first four seasons of Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, next up. All right. Well, <laughs> that was a lot. It was. Full House. <laughs> April, <laughs> like, really <laughs> heavy. Do, including do, Fuller do, House. Do, do, do. Uh, uh, go, Kent. Let's make this as sad as possible. A widower and his his three daughters. Yeah, make this depressing. Need as much help as they can. So he brings in his best friend, who they call their uncle, and his oh, man. brother. Oh, man. Is it his brother or his wife's, his dead wife's brother? The, oh, wait, Jesse or Joey? Are they just two friends? She's dead. No, one of them's a friend. One of them's actual. I think Joey's related. Jesse's. Does anyone know at this point? Man, I should know that. I think Jesse is related. Yeah. Jesse Cochran slash Kotsopolis because they changed his name throughout the series. Anyways, this is Full House TGIF's highlight show, I would say. But the best season of Full House is season four. <laughs> have we matched again? Wow. Have we matched? How did we match on this? <laughs> Do you know how we matched? If every word that I said could make you laugh. I talk forever. forever. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you're doing right now. <laughs> you're doing Uncle Jesse's song. This is when Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky get married. And the, actually, the, the, the season so ends. So Kent likes that? Apparently. No, they, they are a great match. Uh, <laughs> they really no, but no, 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 no. But that's just it. So they get married in this season, and then they get pregnant at the very last. And so this is pre-twins, which I yes. feel like Je- I feel like the uh, Jesse and Becky's kids... Kind of brought down the show a little bit. It was like Cousin Oliver thing because Michelle was getting on in years. She was four at this point. And so (laughs) she couldn't be as adorable anymore. But this has episodes like Shape Up when DJ tries to lose weight. It's a very special episode because it deals Mm. with starving yourself. It actually gets kind of sad and serious. And I was like, whoa, this isn't the funny show. Yeah, because like twice a season they had to get really serious. Also, Urkel crossover. Urkel. I don't remember a crossover. Yeah. Stephanie gets uh, glasses and she's kind of annoyed by him, down by him. And then Urkel comes along, annoys everybody. It's a science fair in but town. Then, yeah. But then gives her like she's the DJ's friend's cousin or something. They give it like, yeah, here comes Urkel. And he comes in and basically annoys all of them. But then at the end says, you know, be who you are. It doesn't matter if you have glasses. Those were the glory days when someone could just like like Seinfeld, honestly, or, or Cheers or whatever. Someone could walk through a door and stand there for about three minutes as the audience collapse yeah and just yeah. stand there and not even tell the joke yeah 
But also great episodes like Joey's, Joey's career takes off and he gets offered a job in Las Vegas to open for Wayne Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what That's else. That's a win. <laughs> so uh, Jesse, at the end of the season, or near the end of the season, Jesse gets really scared and he has to go on one last adventure before he gets married. He go, goes parachuting, gets stuck in a tree. Yeah. So like, will they get married? Will they? Won't they? <laughs> oh, um, also, the, it has the emotional moment where they replay this song or they play the song forever and they show baby pictures of... John Stamos and Lori mm-hmm. Laughlin. And it actually is kind of a great wedding video. It's a video. wedding video. But I mean, who doesn't love Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky? Like, yeah. they're, they're a great couple and they deserve to be together. Also, Stephanie wants to change her name in this season. Yeah. This is also the one where it says uh, that <laughs> it made a point in Wikipedia of saying that this is the season where Danny Tanner finally had to start putting his foot down with Michelle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Four seasons in. <laughs> oh, this is a really deep show, guys. Can we lighten it up just a little bit? Okay, let's lighten it up. Let's lighten it up. Let's go to Game of Thrones. <laughs> 1,000 characters. Everyone will die. Oh, man. So how are we not going to get geeky on this, Kent? So I'm going to go first just because I know Kent's going to geek out a little more than I am. And I'm going to say season two of Game of Thrones is the what? best season. Yes, and I'll tell you why, Kent. That is my least favorite season. Blackwater. The Battle of Blackwater Bay. It's, it's a great episode. I but th- No, that's just it, Kent. So this the first season, I was like, okay, this is an interesting show. And it was the second season when I finally went, oh, this is really, this is good TV. Like, this is the one that kind of sold me on how much I like this show. Really? This features Theon's betrayal. Theon. Okay, so Game of Thrones... It really is just what it sounds like. It's a game. It's not a game, but it's like these people trying to become the next leader. And so it's like who can be on the throne and who's commanding what armies and what area. And no one ever wins and everyone always dies. Right. Basically. Yeah. But this features one where there's this huge betrayal where Theon Greyjoy, who's a friend of this family of the Starks, decides that he's no longer going to be with them and just completely ruins them, which is why I have no problem with everything that happened to him after this. You don't? No. I do. Uh, I honestly do. This also features, like I said, the uh, Tyrion Lannister. He's defending King's Landing against Robert Baratheon. It's actually Tyrion Lannister's funniest portrayal in in the whole series. This also is when Rob Stark, uh, after after, uh, someone passes away at the end of season one, Rob Stark kind of starts rising to power and you're like, hey, we still have hope. It's a hero's journey for Rob Stark. We meet Brienne of Tarth and her her journey with Jaime Lannister, like they play so well off each other during that and also we this is the one where we get to see the red lady use her dark magic to murder someone and it is horrifying yeah, but the, the build-up to that is so even that part is so weird oh it's totally weird it's so and in weird clear play it was so choppy but i can imagine <laughs> but this is also where we meet a man kent it is a man we meet a man a man has no name a man has no name and he talks to a girl and he teaches her he gives her a coin and it's this whole kind of like it starts that on the thing. Now, I think that season three has some amazing things. I almost went season three because of the you know, red wedding and things like that. That's the biggest moment of the but show. But I feel like this is the season that kind of kicked. Is that the uh, red wedding? Yes. Yeah. This uh, kicked Game of Thrones into high gear. This is the one where viewership rose 8% over the course of the season from 3.9 million to 4.2 million by the season finale. This is where it started to take up that curve. And they actually got a 15% budget increase for the Blackwater Bay battle, which was amazing to watch. It's so to give a little bit of clarification, this is a show that has a lot of money to spend, but they never really did action. It was just more characters and locations. Yeah. But that is an action show. That is an action episode. And it blew me away. Like, yes, it was like dragon fire in my mind. Oh, it's beautiful. Also, this is at the very end. We get to see White Walkers, which is kind of a big moment where it's like, oh, these are the things we've been talking about. The you whole said time. I was going to geek out, Joel. 
I was. This is true. Geek Away Kent. has nothing to say now. Season six is the best season of Game of Thrones. Season six? Isn't that the one that just happened? Season seven. Season just seven happened. just happened. Okay. Season six. I know why he's going to say this too. Is because that ending, that finale is amazing. So also, Dragonfire. Someone, someone dies at the end of six. Everyone, <laughs> Everyone dies. Wait. I can say that in every yeah, season. Yeah. So <laughs> in every other season of Game of Thrones, the penultimate episode or the second to last episode always has a big moment like Joel's Dragonfire episode he's talking about. Yes. My penultimate episode has the battle of the illegitimate children. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, they spent $15 million and they made a war film to beat most war films. It's an amazing battle. It is so, so great. And you truly believe that the worst is going to happen and there's redemption and there's loss and there's vindication by the end of the episode. And one of the, the I would say the most despicable person on the show, mm-hmm. maybe even more than Joffrey gets his comeuppance and then usually the last i wonder who he's talking about i know who he's talking the about. last episode oh, of the season is usually like setting up the next season the last episode of this season more death so and much. the green trial that happens with the dragon fire yes and it's a seven basically if you just want to watch seven minutes of tension go to youtube you can watch this and just look up who would want to watch seven minutes of tension it no it's phenomenal people who watch you, Game hear of the, Thrones. you hear the score play the, the and score as everything amazing. plays out and it is gut wrenching but it is so amazing and not choppy from Clearplay. They left that all Okay, out. good, good. Um, no, but also in this season, this is the one where there's a little bit of like, not time travel, but seeing in the past and you actually get reveals for what the questions from season one and two. Right. Uh, you actually get to see what the truth is and you get to see why Hodor is Hodor. How many seasons are they making, Kent? They're making eight. The next one will be the last one. Yeah. Which sad too, because season seven wasn't eligible for any Emmys because when they filmed it and when they aired it, it didn't make the cut. So yes. I feel bad for him. But this, uh, the reason I didn't choose six, Kent, because I think six was very, very well done. Yeah. But it's almost too involved by that point where you can't really enjoy it unless you know so much about the rest but of it. But it's the payoff, right? We're no, getting to that point. And that's why I'm saying I'm not saying it's a bad a season because it's a really, really good season. But I chose season two because I still felt it was early on where you didn't have to know where every, every well, moving piece of the You're puzzle. right, because like the first... Part of the first episode is Arya gets revenge on a certain family, and it's so great. Yes. But if you've never seen anything before that, you'd be like, okay, I don't oh, really man, care. Really good one. But it needs to happen. Almost every episode has a big moment where you're like, finally! Or, oh no. Yeah. They're, they're really sprinting for the finish line in Game of Thrones, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Next up is 24. <laughs> There's no time! <laughs> Nina! The following takes place between 1 a.m., and 2 a.m. <laughs> so this is the story of Jack Bauer kicking butt. <laughs> yeah, 24. If you have not seen 24, you should go out and watch 24 because it is it was revolutionary because it's a real time show, meaning an hour on the show is an hour in the in the show. Like, if that makes sense. Besides the first season of Lost, this is the most bingeable show you'll ever find. It's so bingeable. Like we would do a uh, 24 weekend and we would watch the entire series in three days. And so we'd watch eight episodes per day. I am so day. jealous. That sounds wonderful. It was amazing. It was, it was a college experience. We right. get around. And then we all had we all had what we called, uh, oh, what we call them, like smacking tubes. We all had like big paper rolls <laughs> or bats. You had a very and interesting <laughs> college experience. But whenever something, frust- whenever something frustrating would happen, which happened a lot in 24, yep. we would just beat the cushions or the love sack or whatever <laughs> was around. Just like, just get so frustrated. That was our way of kind of dealing with the stress that happens. But it's all about a counter-terrorist unit, CTU. And Jack Bauer is involved with ctu he has various he's a rogue agent he has, well he has various roles within there because you know he's 
yeah within, within the Wally. same season it's yes. like yeah he like yeah, gets fired and rehired and he's directing and then mm-hmm. he's not they're hunting him down but and, it's yes. just amazing because like the whole thing is they have to stop this terrorist threat and they have to do it in a day and so they have 24 episodes 24 like so 24 hours and it's amazing to me like it's it almost made me kind of like those poor people have to just wear the same shirt every time for yeah. Whole yeah. Season. Oh, wow. oh yeah but then it's also funny because like i almost held other shows to the same standard when they're like okay we got to go over here and then they're there in the next shot and i'm like that didn't take very long at all to get across town <laughs> and i have to remember oh it's not real time uh but okay can you want to go first on this one i do i'm going for season five of 24 oh, please season five is where so many things come to a head, and it is no. the most compelling and the most dramatic season no. yet. A lot of people like Five Best. Why, why are you hating on Five? And I'm going to give a huge spoiler here. <clears throat> Chloe. Oh, poor Edgar. I mean, <laughs> CTU, CTU, there's nerve gas. Someone drops nerve gas in CTU, and a very lovable character dies. And, and actually, most people in CTU, CTU die, but that's not It's really surprising, part. actually, no, it is. they killed it, him. No, and that's the thing is, I think after four kind of went downhill five was an uptick but definitely not the best season it is easily the best season because the first episode it takes place from 7 a.m to 8 a.m that's this why is, it's the best what's, Hold on, the, what's the threat in season five season five yeah the president of the united states of america <laughs> oh it's logan it's president logan president logan is the most evil president ever because <laughs> just like that it's like most evil president <laughs> ever <laughs> So Jack is in hiding from the previous season. He's changed his name. He's working oil refiner because so many other countries, like the Chinese, are after him. But the first moment you have former President Palmer just talking. He's on the phone. And I, can I spoil it? Uh, you can spoil a little. I'm not going to spoil it. I don't spoiling? need to. I don't need but to. But that's one of the reasons I don't like the season. Because they take out three well two two or three main characters that we've grown to love that you know grown to love the only loyal people in jack's life like president palmer i'm just gonna say it you he, jack has protected him for four seasons yep and then boom and you're like no but That's what did you do like but mm. what did you do and the president is behind all of it and it is so fascinating this one to me there wasn't i can't even think of a weak moment there was no cheetah and kim Cougar. Cougar, Cougar yeah. or whatever it was. You should know Cougars can't. Yeah. yeah. That's like season one stuff when they had to fill the time. We're like, what are we going to do? Oh, it's season two. Yeah. No, it's every, every I remember season, when the Cougar came out and I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> every season has its weak moments, but this one to me is the strongest. Yeah, season two. Um, and then like the first lady, she kind of falls for the head of the secret service and you actually want the relationship to work out. Yeah, Aaron. Um, All right. So number five, huh? Number five easily. I disagree. <laughs> All right, Joel. Um, so I'm going to be a hypocrite here because just a second ago I was telling Kent, no, it can't be that one because you have to know so much of the backstory to really appreciate it. Right. Six? No, six, six is, the, is worst. the worst. That's what I was thinking. No, season three. Oh, well, that's... Because, oh, that's... Really? No, no, because here you think. You have you have season one, season two, and season three. That's the trilogy. That's the holy trinity of 24. And season Dude, three... I think it's so strong for the first five. I, I, I didn't like four as you much. You didn't like four? Four kind of dropped it for me. Wow. It's no six. Geeky. Uh, but season three. So season one, the, the threat is an assassination attempt. Season two, it's a nuclear threat. Season three, it's a virus. And this is the one where you get... you. Okay, so I'm just going to say it. This is the one where Jack Bauer has to make a horrible, horrible decision because the terrorists are basically saying you have to kill this other member of CTU in order to not have the virus released. And the whole time you're like, they're going to get out of it. They're going to get out of it. They're going to get out of it. And then they don't like Jack Bauer has to take this guy out. Who's kind of a jerk on the show, 
but it's this amazing emotional moment where he has to put a gun to his head and be like, okay, well, is there anything you want to tell me or anything you want to tell anyone? And he's like, no, I have no one. And then Jack Bauer shoots one of the other employees of CTU dead. And then it goes to the silent clock, which if you don't know, at the end of every episode of, yeah. of uh, 24, it shows the clock and it goes. And this one, it just shows a clock ticking, but there's no noise. And I remember we all sat there and silently being like, is he dead? No. Is he dead? Like we were all so shocked by this. This also features the romance between Tony and Michelle, which is a great Great powerhouse couple on 24 and people you know and love and trust. Joel, Joel, are you getting emotional over there? A little bit. Um, Joel, why are you so mad at season five then? Because they have a happy ever after in that one. Mm. <laughs> but then Chloe O'Brien, also this is the first Chloe, season three. Does is, Chloe hook up with the cougar? Is that what else? <laughs> uh, Chloe appears for the first time in season three. But this is also, once again, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. But this is also where Nina Myers and Sherry Palmer finally get their just desserts that I've been waiting for season one and season two. They are despicable, you, horrible, Nina. awesomely played villains because yeah, I hate them fantastic. so much. David. Sherry is so I actually bad. thought the threat was the worst thing, though. In, in that the viral season, one? The viral no, stuff I in love the hotel. That one. I didn't really care for it. No, I really enjoyed that. Can you that. guys see anyone but Sherry when you see that actress no, somewhere no. else? It's I feel like, bad for her. It's like, I, you're done, lady. I hate like, all She's <laughs> Joffrey. She's basically the Joffrey yeah, of this. Yeah. Retire now. Yeah, I chose season three because it was this culmination, and you really can watch the first three seasons and pull that out and say, this is a trilogy, and then they have the next trilogy, which is four, five, and six where a continued story goes through that with all China and everything. Okay. All right. Anything else on 24? That is it. It's awesome. You should watch it. So good. All right. Parks and Rec. Uh, confession. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen all of Parks and Rec. What? How much have you seen? Up Wait. In, until five. I thought that was one of the requirements for putting things on the list. You I punk. just knew you'd really want to include it. So I've seen most of it. Wait, how, how many have you seen? I didn't see the final season. Oh, not that it's great, but yeah, no, I'll finish like, it. I will finish it. We well, don't really like comedies, so. I'll watch it, though. It's one of those that I well, like. So I'll or go, love. I'll go first on this one. For Parks and Rec, I chose season three. High five. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah? Yeah, it's the best one. Because season three, first of all, it has flu season, which has one of my favorite lines in the entire series. When uh, Chris Traeger, who's played by Rob Lowe, one of the super healthy men in the world, gets sick. Looks in the mirror. He looks in the mirror and just goes to himself, stop pooping. <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> to see a man who is so neat <laughs> he's trying so hard to, to just say that talk to his, himself his body uh this also has ron and tammy part two when uh ron swanson's ex-wife comes in now completely changes him it's so grimy so gross and so hilarious and then you get harvest festival with little sebastian the, don't talk about little sebastian the, well that's just it it's a little sebastian who's this miniature horse in the series and it's so yeah. funny because like adam scott ben yeah he plays ben He's new to this town, and like when they bring in this miniature horse called Little Sebastian, everyone, even the stoic Ron Swanson, freak out. Like Ron starts giggling over Little Sebastian, and then like the whole time Ben's like, "I don't get it. It's a miniature horse, but he's this huge celebrity." And then at the end of the season, they have the funeral of Little Sebastian, and Ron Swanson, yeah, basically he, sh- he sheds a tear over over Little Ron Sebastian. Ron Swanson sheds a yeah. tear, who shows no emotion whatsoever. This is where he finally gets it's the that. second time he's old, he's ever cried. The first time he was hit by a bus. Yeah, he says I've only cried twice in my life. first time I was hit by a bus. The second was when I heard Little Sebastian die. <laughs> this this oh. season also has Jerry's painting, which is so painfully awkward. Yes, but it has Leslie and she's like a nude centaur. Yeah, like he paints this painting of her as a Greek goddess, and yes. it's very controversial. Uh, this is also when Mark Brandanowitz finally is gone. Yeah. He what was about character. him kind of ruined the show? I don't know. Like he really like the chemistry with him did not work in between him and Leslie. And so then when he finally left the show, this is when the show and they brought in Rob Lowe and Adam Scott 
to kind of come in, Chris Traeger and Ben White to come in and kind of do their characters. Yeah. And it really, and the, le- the romance between uh, Leslie and Ben started. Say, yeah. And also the blossoming romance between April. And uh, so we have the blossoming romance, meaning they, they, they hate the, the secret yeah. marriage, <laughs> the secret marriage, secret they marriage. Have, where they invite everyone for a fancy dinner. And then midway through the guests suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, they're getting married. Yeah. So it's Andy and April and April is once again, succubus of charisma and captain charisma. Yeah. yeah. But I, I loved how they played together. And I like that it, he was there more, even though he tried to make Angelus throughout that see, probably seasons one, two, and three. We should quote you yeah. on calling him Captain Charisma. Well, he, he is Chris Pratt. Come on, ah. mm. Mm. But, but this is also the. Oh, go ahead. Are you mm-ing Chris Pratt I, I'm right now? Joel's, mm. You guys are weird. <laughs> I think he did. Speaking of, <laughs> mm, this is also the season where uh, Chris Traeger, who's super healthy, tries to convince Ron Swanson that turkey burgers are better than regular burgers. I was thinking of that episode literally today. Yeah, I stopped literally. For, no, I stopped for literally, literally, literally today. Uh, no, I stopped for there's this barbecue place and uh, they don't put anything on the burger, right? It's just two buns and a burger unless you ask for more. Like there's no sauce, there's no condiments, there's nothing else on it. I thought of that episode where oh, they yeah. have like the burger face off, right? Where, yeah. where he says like... Uh, he does, Chris does all these fancy things with the yeah. turkey burger, like putting like a, uh, like a, what, are the, what is that mayonnaise they call it? Like aioli or whatever it is. Yeah. Aioli, yeah. Yeah, yeah aioli, but they put that yeah. on there and like he has a mushroom and everything and then he, Ron Swan just puts a burger it's on like a bun. The beef patty on a bun. And then he gives it to <laughs> He takes a bite and he's like, it's better. It's better. This is also the one where uh, Ron's birthday comes up and he's so worried that Leslie's going to do something big. And then she does the sweetest thing and just gives him a private room to drink his scotch and eat a steak yeah. in front of a fire. And it's, I, it was one of those touching moments where I'm like, this is a great character. So, yeah. Season three. They are Indeed. characters. All right. Next up, Community. Oh, Community. I think there are, two, oh, community. there are two choices between best season for Community. Yeah, I'm interested in what you guys are going to say here. Two, Joel, maybe you to go first. I'm going to go first? Yeah. Well, it, it, it wasn't easy for me. I'm actually re-watching the show right now and loving it. And I had to go with season two. Because season two features episodes like uh, Basic Rocket Science, which is a space camp parody. Uh, it features, uh, I can't ever say it, it epidemiology 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 the zombie halloween episode where they eat tainted meat and get zombie-like symptoms like other other shows have have halloween episodes right and they're a little spooky or whatever this is a full-on zombie outbreak and it's hilarious and there are there are stakes it's a real world kind of base one yeah there are stakes involved with it uh this also features a stop-motion animation christmas episode uh they have this whole episode where you think it's going to be a tarantino episode and then it's not it's a completely different movie which i loved and then they have this like weird kind of oddly serious Dungeons and Dragons episode. Yeah, but it's like an anti-bullying episode. Anti-bullying and self-harm. Like they're talking yeah. about like preventing that. And then finally, a fistful of paintballs and for a few paintballs more. Like I loved the first paintball episode. Yeah. It's actually what changed Community from like a standard sitcom. Into amazing. To a fantastic And that was season Wonderland. one. Yes. So I was like, there's no way you're going to improve on that. But, but these two episodes, like the first one's like this kind of spaghetti Western and Josh Holloway's in it. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Uh, but then for a few paintballs more, also really good. This season, I, I when Troy meets his hero, LeVar Burton, is one of my favorite moments it's of the entire moment. series. Because yeah. he just panics when he sees LeVar Burton. And then he goes in the bathroom and starts screaming like, I didn't want to meet him in person. You can't disappoint a picture. Like, I just love that one. But yeah, I, I think this one is just so funny. And so I had to say season two. Ken, did you go two too? Joel, can I get one of these? Season two. That was a little, little bit better, right? That, that was, was. That was a little better. Yeah. Joel and Kent in the morning. 
season two is fantastic. Three has so many great moments. In it fact, does. maybe my favorite episode is season three. Yeah, remedial chaos theory. Which one's that? Darkest one? timeline. Yes, of course, oh. with the different timelines. Oh man, that's such a great episode. But I would say my favorite episode in season two is Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I like the serious take, and they explain yeah. Dungeons and Dragons in twenty-two minutes. Yeah, and it, it's, it's very it's well so done. concise. Oh. This is also the season that taught me about bottle episodes because they have oh, really? uh, cooperative uh, cooperative calligraphy. And during the episode, they're all trapped into the study room together. And then Abba starts going, this is a bottle episode. And they're like, what's a bottle episode? And he's like, when the production starts running out of money, they do a bottle episode to keep characters in the central location so they don't have to spend as much money on other locations. <laughs> and I was like, I've seen that in shows. <laughs> and also, this is the beginning of six seasons in a movie. Yes. I still hope for that movie. Yeah, I still it, hope. It would be nice. Except yeah, for like that happened, that happened with Psych. And I don't know if people were really... I just oh, yeah, want the movie like for 10 years later. Happy about that. Also, this episode has, I think, actually the first episode that really drew me in. Because I remember watching it and I was like, what is happening? But when they have the secret trampoline... <laughs> the secret oh, trampoline. Yeah. I yeah. was like, what is this? Like, I, I knew this... I watched some of the first season, didn't really care for it. Watched season two and, oh my gosh, the secret trampoline was amazing that and then really the funny. end was such a shock yeah yeah that was a weird episode but i loved it the paintball is what did it for me okay it was yeah, like so what funny. is going on this is like a fantasy world now. if you haven't watched community it is like it really is kind of the epitome of kind of a bacon cell show because so many pop culture references pulled into one series definitely worth watching yes you guys have a lot to say about these tv shows maybe we should have made it 15 uh shows yeah, probably or so or maybe pick ones that kent has seen the entire series oh about. come on i saw it no that, that honestly he needs to see less and there's less to talk about speaking of shows i never finished <laughs> the same here who's gonna finish this one right all right next up besides joel downton abbey downton abbey Wait, so if you're smart, you leave after like one or two Neither one of you finished this series? I finished it season three. It just keeps circling, you know? Oh, come on. And I actually hear it gets okay, but when there was so much drama and the way it ended, I was like, are you just trying to get viewers? Like, what is this? It was fine in the end. Yes, is the answer to that, Ken. Yes, they are. That's what they do. That's what they want. Ken, you want to go first? Since you didn't watch it? Yeah, so I watched one through three, and then I skipped four and five. I feel like one through three is kind of the meat of the show because it's all about Mary and Crawley. Mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew Crawley. And so season, right, I'm going right in the middle. Season two, I mean, there are, there's all, there's strong points in every one. And I'd say three has some of the bigger moments, but because they put in two deaths, which felt kind of pointless for me, mm-hmm. even though actors have to go one their way. One of them way. was really powerful. Can we yes. choose season one once during this whole thing? No, we purposely went against season one. Never yeah. once. Sorry. So season two, I feel like is my favorite one because this is the one, it almost kind of makes me laugh because there's less dinner parties and there's more World War One. Yes. Or was this, it World, this is, yeah. Was it one or two? No, World War One. You're right. Oh, it's not one? Or it is, it is one. one? It is one. And so, you know, everyone, even the help was going to World War One, and then coming back like the next episodes. I'm like, how often did these guys just travel back and forth? For example, Thomas, who you hate in the show. Thomas Barrow, mind you. Yeah, he gets injured on purpose so he can come back because he's a coward. Man, I hate Thomas. Everyone does. Um, also, there's a Christmas episode. It's the last, it's after the season finale, but still considered this season where Matthew finally proposes to Mary because they play that up for two seasons. It's yes. like it's a Ross and Rachel thing. Where it's like they're dating someone else, but they still always look at each other. No, and... this is okay. So I okay, Kent, yes. I picked the same one. Okay, 
I picked season two. I almost picked season one, actually. This is one where I came close to it. And season one seemed like the best one here. Se- season one was quite good, but I feel like season two was kind of where I started getting more involved with the characters and caring about them. So when Daisy gets married to William right before he dies, even though she doesn't love him, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. But then she ends up forming a lovely relationship with his father. Right. This is also when we're down to <coughs> Downton becomes a, a convalescent home for wounded officers, which is funny to see kind of their reactions to having to help people in their home, which they're supposed to be entertaining in, which is also enjoyable. And this is also the moment where Anna and Bates marry in secret. And then Matthew's fiance dies, which is a shocking moment because the whole time it's like, will they, won't they Matthew? Oh, Matthew gets injured and like, they think he's paralyzed for a while. It's actually a great moment though, when he comes back. So Mary's singing and all of a sudden Matthew comes back and it's a great scene there. Even though they couldn't really be together. Yeah. Her happiness was, you know, you're like, oh, just get married already. Yeah. And I feel like this is also where kind of Sybil. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting so geeky. I know. Uh, this is uh, she becomes Sybil, an independent woman. Yeah. Well, this is like kind of where she because before it was like the Mary show. And now it's like, oh, Sybil, she gets some time, too. And then after Sybil, you know, passes away later on. And then <gasps> uh, then Edith gets her time to, quote unquote, shine. Uh, <laughs> and Peggy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Glad season I stopped two. watching that. So when did you stop? Season one? Uh, well, I watched season, I started season two. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, they don't know what to do. No. And then I started circled around. I think I f- mostly finished season two. It was like, no. My favorite is like, I started pulling the Joel method at, like at a certain point where I was just going to go to IMDb reading. and read yeah. the synopsis and basically it'd be like, I've only episode, done that at a couple shows. Episode, you do that it was like episode time. seven. No. It's like the family hosts a dinner party and the Dowager Countess gets offended. I was like, <laughs> that's the description of your episode. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, Ken, it's very low concept. You have to really get into the characters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is also the one where Bates get a, gets arrested for the murder of his wife at the very Bates? end. Poor Bates. Poor Bates and Anna. That feels, it's, it's too forced. All it, the no, too it was great. Yeah. It was Rama great. put on those It doesn't two. feel real. No, yeah. it, this is exactly how it was, Jacob. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't. Downton Abbey is fact. <laughs> so we ended on Downton Abbey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, okay, I guess we're ending on Downton Abbey. So. Yeah, we ended on a downer, just like Downton Abbey did. <laughs> we ended on a downer to Nabby. Mm. Oh, but no, thank you for listening. Let us know if you agree with our choice for these seasons. And it's fun to go back and kind of look at these different series and see what the seasons work. Sometimes they get all blended together. Yeah, I hope we didn't spoil too much, but you should have watched these shows by now. But there you go. So let us know on our Facebook page. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Instagram what your favorite seasons of these of these 20 television series we talked about today are. Also, I really want to hear suggestions for the sequel to this show, if there is one, uh, where we have different TV shows, right? Like, yeah. like what? Yeah, like yeah give, TV give shows us- we should watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but if you want to find me, you can find me at seventy six Joel on Twitter. You can also find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny Three DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A Rogers. Also, Bacon Sale is on Twitter at Bacon Sale as well as on Facebook. And go find our merchandise tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. Man, guys, this third thing is. Is killing me. I wish someone would just put me out of my misery. I'm on it. Live from Jacob's bedroom. <laughs> I feel happy. Oh, happy days. Punch them in the face. I'm a Sam girl. No, no, she's like Dean. He has perfect lips. Yeah, I'm not used to shorts, Kent. I love the power couch. It's so bad. What would we do, baby, without us? What will we do, baby, without us? Sha-la-la-la. Whoa.
what is the pink bear? And now with VidAngel, it's even better. Battle of the illegitimate children. I was saying boo-earns. Like penguins. Here, let me rub your shoulders. Just watch it. This is like dragon fire in my mind. Oh, they got married? Oh, that ruined the whole show. <laughs> Wonder why you feel that way. <laughs> Cylons, Cylons from a different part of the universe come in and destroy the planet and only Battlestar Galactica is able to escape. Although some Cylons look like human people and one named Six is extremely attractive. Yes, she is. <laughs> you lost your voice and your joke. Yeah. Joel and Kent in the morning. Close the windows, turn off fans. Taking off pants. What? Sha-la-la-la. -la -la.